This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain that everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I am joined by my call-in guest host today, the lovely Scott Green from Denver slash Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Scotty. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Bob? I'm fantastic. Now, you are an actual fearless agent coaching student. That's correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. So welcome to – now, you know, when we do our coaching call, we do these super secret hour-and-a-half-long weekly coaching calls – and uh, as you know, we always start with the headlines of the of the day, right? Just because the, head, the the actual news is more funny than real estate, which is funny enough. So, would you like to hear today's headlines of the day, Scotty? Absolutely. Turns out that photos are coming back from the Mars landing, and they are believed to be the first pictures on the internet that don't contain a Kardashian. Did you know that? Here's my second one. I love this one. Sweden. (laughs) Sweden is a country where nobody looks like you. Did you know that, Scott? Absolutely. Sweden is on the verge of going completely cashless, and uh, and that's why we started this podcast, because realtors understand that feeling. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I do. All right. So, Scotty, tell tell the folks out there in uh, Radio Land... Real estate, radio land, what it was like before you became a fearless agent, and then uh, what happened and what what's going on right now? So um, when I start, before I started, uh, I started about three and a half years ago. Um, so the first six months uh, of real estate, I tried the Buffini, the, the Tom Ferry, you know, all sorts of things, and um what ended up happening was my first listing, I overpriced um, on the market. We had to reduce it. I kind of saw the process by reducing it by 25000 on my own and my manager. And, you know, I ended up seeing some stuff about Bob, you know, online. And, you know, I actually did it all on You mean me? Without, yeah, oh absolutely. My oh, my god. Well, I, I actually underpriced it accidentally but didn't know how to. Uh, negotiate with the prices up. So um, with that, it came down to uh, I sell that house, and leading up to there, I start making my first cold calls, and I, you know, I print them out. I'm calling them one by one, and uh, it all started because you know it was ten dollars a fruit for my kids, or ten dollars in stamps, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone says mail stuff out, mail stamps out, mail mail stuff out, which doesn't ever work. Spending all this money doing all these mailings. And never getting a call back, so I was thinking there's got to be a better way. Um, so I pick up the phone and I start calling. I don't even know what I'm saying. I start using my theory script and I'm just talking to people. And I set my first appointment. And from that point, I kind of knew it was wrong. I didn't know that you know I, I I knew that I could set an appointment from cold calling on my 14th call. So I knew that it worked, but I knew that I wasn't doing it right. <clears throat> so then I found you on a YouTube video and we sat chatted and 
I sold my first house and I risked it by paying my deposit on the materials and uh, basically, um, you know, go for my coaching from that moment forward after I make my first house. You know, I sell my first house uh, and I knew that there was a better way. So since that Now, was time, this your first house you know, ever? Yeah, my first house ever I wow. sold um, and that that's what gave me the money to pay for my coaching. So you so, were brand new when from, we started. I, I, don't, I didn't remember that. Yeah, I, I had sold one house prior to being with you. And, um, you know, I, you know, I risked it by wanting to be better at what I was doing. And, you know, my wife was like, no, but based on everything that I've learned this far, I've, you know, I made tons of money the, the fearless agent way. I mean, so your wife was against it, and now you can say, I told you so. That's the key to a happy marriage Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. For men, anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. I tell her every oh. day. Oh, that's going to that's gonna leave a mark. I don't recommend that. Just once. Just once. It's funny. Ramon thinks that's a bad idea, too. He's shaking his head. Okay. So then, uh, so how are you doing these days? How hard, by the way, how hard was it to learn? There's five presentations. So it's listing, pricing, FISBO, buyer, and investor. Uh, how hard would you say it was it for you to learn any one of those? Um, I provide, oh, my phone I is mean, going off. I got to turn that off. Um, oh I, I, would, I wouldn't say they, I mean, I listen to them quite frequently. I mean, I mean, for the first six months I listened, that's the only thing besides. Um, you know, audio books that I listened to for six months straight. Um, so, you know, I'd be cold calling anytime I got in the car. That's what would be playing. So, um, listing presentation was the first thing that I memorized. Um, I don't per se use the buyer's presentation. I do, but I don't use it that often because mm. I'm just mainly a listing agent. Um, and normally, if I do have buyers, they're they're from a Myself, so they kind of already trust me on that. What, what percentage of your anyway. closings are buyers these days? Um, I mean, I've only closed three buyers in the last year, okay. and I've closed fourteen listings. Okay. And then the uh, so the but but would you say I think your experience was the same? The the listing presentation works even when you stink at it. Yes, absolutely. I think at the beginning, um, I didn't understand the questions, and I was just going through them. I mean, I didn't really understand them at all. And um, going through your coaching and calling you and figuring out how I didn't get my listings, um, how I wasn't getting them, and where I was rushing through and not getting my questions answered. I think I spent a whole year of working on getting my questions answered. I mean, with you, it was... You know, you're not getting your questions answered. So I spent a whole year, my my so my first year, six months I was in. Then I became a coaching student, and then I worked six months on trying to become, you know, get my listing presentation down. And then a whole year after that, I worked on getting my question answered. And then a year after that, this is year three, I've worked on not caring what people think. Now the so typical I've grown from. Go ahead. Yeah, so I've grown from you know the Buffini way to just trying to learn the presentation. Then once I learn the presentation, making sure I get my questions answered on the phone, first of all, you know, expired, FISBOs, whoever, make sure I get my questions answered. And I think that doesn't just portray in, 
real estate. It's just something that is gone in my life. You know, and I think you gave me the tool of, is that true? You know, mm-hmm. is that a yes? You know, those, those words that I use, I use them all the time because you can't lie. If someone says, is that true? I mean, mm-hmm. you just can't. What so, is your average sales I, price, by the way? Um, I'd say 400,000. Okay. And what, what does somebody get for $400,000 in your market? How many square feet? Uh, uh, probably about 2,100 square feet max. Okay. So, uh, the average agent who does listings in your market that you compete with, they don't get the kind of percentage you get on every listing. How much do they get as a percentage Um, on their side, listing side? Five or six. So, so uh, combine it's five or six here. So they would, I mean, they would cut it. I mean, sometimes right. they get buyer's agents 2.5. Right. The normal for the, buyer's a, the agent average is agent that's a listing agent in your market gets two and a half on their side. Correct, probably, yeah. So if because I take. They, they'll get five and, and give them. We're going to do math on the air, Ramon. Ramon loves it when I ice the crowd by doing math on the air. So if you take $400,000 times 2.5%, that's $10,000. You get sixteen thousand dollars on that same thing, so you are doing, uh, you know, six thousand extra dollars, and six thousand is what percent of ten thousand? It is sixty percent. So if you take the number of transactions you did and increase that by sixty percent, it's as if you did twenty-two. Even though you did 14, you got paid for 22, doing it their way. So that's good news. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think it feels great because I don't have to work that near as hard as they mm-hmm. do. <laughs> and also, you do a great job for your sellers in a way that no other agent can. And I know you get tons of referrals and happy, happy clients. Yeah, I mean, once I realized that not that everyone is for the buyer. I mean, even the listing agent is for the buyer. Once that actually clicked in my head, um, and that either came from my employment brokers, my managers, and everyone. Anytime I ask about a scenario or something, it is always in favor of the buyer and never in favor of the seller. Once I've gotten it through my head that, you know, my job is to do the best for the seller. I mean, it's just been so my referrals have gone up. I mean, I'm not on the phone near as well. I'm on my phones on follow-ups, but I don't have to cold call near as much because uh, I just have a lot of follow-ups that, I, that I'm constantly doing. Cold calling isn't, I love to get back to it. I probably do it once or twice a week for each, for probably about six hours a week. And that's about what I can get to because majority of the time I'm doing follow-up calls from three years ago. You know, and it is your so. goal to schedule how many listing appointments a week? Five. And how many do you do typically? Um, one to two. Okay. So you are doing, uh, you're, you don't go on many listing appointments that you don't get. Exactly. Whatever I go on, I normally get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, what I always, the formula I gave you, and I give everybody this formula when they're new, and you were brand new, kind of, when we started, um, is that you schedule five listing appointments a week. Two of them would probably cancel. You would go on three, and you would get one of those three and get it at 7% and keep four in any market, in any price range, in any town, in Canada or America. So every fearless agent is able to do that. But And now if you are a new agent and you are going to coach with me and 
you did, your ratios turned out to be exactly that. You schedule five, two would cancel, you'd go on three, you'd get one. I would be very proud of you, very happy for you, but your experience has been that you are so good at the presentations and you're not going on crappy listing appointments where they're not really sellers. So you don't have to schedule as many to make the same amount of money as somebody who might be scheduling five. Exactly. I, I'm better at screening and knowing and having the right questions. You know, you know that if you were to lose tens of thousands of dollars by waiting, would you still have to wait that question before I get off the phone with anyone? And, and I breeze through a lot of my follow-up calls because that question, you know, hi, so-and-so, I know you were looking for a ranch. Is that still the case? Blah, blah, blah. They'll tell their story. If you're to lose tens of thousands of dollars by waiting, you know, would you still wait? Yes. How long? When you want me to call you back? That's how I've been able to know and judge when they're ready. And from that point on, they trust me. And then, you know, I show up to the house. I give, you know, an amazing listing presentation that no one else can give. And I mean, that doesn't even come close, you know, because all they do is talk about marketing. And it's, it's a given. They're not going with anyone else. And even if they say they're going to go with someone else, I don't give them the listing presentation. I do reschedule. They call me back the next day, which just happened to me last week on an expired. They call me back the next day because they know that I have something that no other agent has and they want to know about it. And once they hear from one other person, they're like, this guy, he, he, that's exactly what they said. He said they were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so what's Scott, exactly for what those they, of they you, they're going to do. For those of you listening that are not fearless agent coaching students, what Scott's talking about is every fearless agent does this. You, you've, you, they say, yes, I am thinking of selling my house on a cold call. Then you sell them on the product, the product that fearless agents are able to deliver that no non-fearless agent in the history of the universe of real estate has been able to deliver is selling their house dependably every single time for tens of thousands of extra dollars, more than it's worth, more than fair market value, not more than the asking price, more than fair market value. And, and then you crush the competitors, then you resell them on the product, then you go to when in the way that we do it. And then when they say, oh, I, I got to wait until whatever, then he asks that question correctly. And then you're following up with people in a way that no one is going to slip through the cracks or the fewest number of them are going to slip through the cracks. So now you've got this big database full of follow-up people. Um, so kind of when you're new, uh, I know you notice this, but when you're new, cold calling, you know, if you're doing it right and you're new, for sale by owners and expired listings should be a tiny percentage of your uh, of your call time that you're investing. And by, by the way, how old are you, Scott? I'm 40. Okay. So, you know, when you're 40, most people who are 40 are almost broke. So your friends that you hang out with your that are your age are not sellers with a ton of equity, probably. Their parents probably are. So your sphere is either important because you're older and you've lived in the neighbor in the area where you work as a realtor for a long time. But some people have just moved to an area so they don't have a big sphere. So the sphere and the and the FISBOs and the expired should be about 10 percent of your calling time when you're new then your follow-up wouldn't be very much because you haven't added to that database. You don't have a lot of people to follow up with from cold calling. And then cold calling is the majority, you know, probably 90% of your calling time. 
Now, because you've been doing this a while, the follow-up calls are a much bigger part. The FISBOs and the expireds are probably a lesser part. And uh, so, and then the cold calling is a lesser part. So w- as long as you're able to do a listing a week, um, which will become easier and easier and easier the, the more years you're in real estate, then you know that's how it works. But everything changes after. It gets easier. So if somebody's brand new... You know, you do have to grind it out a little in the beginning. But I have many uh, coaching students who, on you know, they were brand new in real estate. They've never scheduled less than five listing appointments on the in a week. Um, also, the, your your price point has something to do with that. It's easier to schedule a listing appointment a week in a area where the houses you're selling, same exact house, would cost two hundred thousand dollars or one hundred and fifty thousand. There are other other parts of the country where the houses that you sell for four hundred cost one point three million. It becomes more difficult to schedule five listing appointments a week, but the goal should be five. You don't get off the phone until you've scheduled five or until the time has ran out. What other uh, transform? You know, one of one of the, my goals in uh, coaching is not to just teach you presentations and teach you words to say on the phone, but literally to transform your life so that you financially and just the way your comfort level in real estate, everything is different. Everything is easier. I know that's true for you, but what are the other things that you've seen a difference in that, you know, that you like? Yeah. So, so like I was saying is, um, you know, at the beginning I was doing a lot on my own and, um, trying to learn on my own and I didn't have the advanced tools. And one day you told me, I mean, you're not, you're not calling me enough. You need to call me more often when you're working these deals. So I did start calling you more often and I started learning the tools, the advanced tools that get me to the places where you need to be, you know, because not only are the expired just you know, what it says on the script, there's ways to say it three different ways to get the same exact answer. And those were the tools that I learned that got me it more advanced, that got me to probably one of the best life lessons was, you know, you care too much about what people think. And I mean, you know, when you taught me that, I'm like, okay, I know that, but I also don't understand how do you care without caring. And so for a year, you know, I understood it because buyer's agents, only care about themselves and their people. And I need to understand how to care for my people and not care about what they think and if I'm upsetting them or not. And, but also still be humble and polite to them because they're the ones that are showing my house. So within that whole scenario of doing that, learning life and not caring what they think, I've become a better agent because I'm not wearing my heart on my sleeve. I mean, it is, you do know that you're changing people's life and you're moving people around, but the way that I could control the emotions now are so much stronger because the outcome is for everybody, not just me. And we are looking for the world's best buyer. And once I found that person, it's allowed me to ask for hard, earnest money and not be afraid to and not worried about it and knowing that I'm protecting my seller. And at the end of the day, if they bail out, my sellers are going to get 100% of that earnest money and they are going to let me relist the home. And I do care about them. And when they see that, they understand that I care about them more than anybody else out there. And those are the things that I've learned that 
have not only changed my real estate career, but my life too. I mean, it makes me more calm. I don't really have to worry about a lot of things because I don't care what people think. You know, one one thing, one way <laughs> to illustrate that that I like is, and by the way, if any of this stuff that Scotty and I are talking about makes sense to you out there and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime, 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone number. Scott would tell you I always pick up or I'm very good about calling you back if you leave a message. And then we'll just see if what you're trying to do in your real estate business and what we do at Fearless Agent would be a good fit. If it is a good fit, you will get rich. And if it's not, we'll admit it. And um, I'm still happy to help you in any way I can. So I love talking to realtors. Don't ever think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Always call me. There is no emailing or texting in sales. So always call me, 480-385-8810. And you can go to fearlessagent.com and watch a bunch of videos there. Those free videos on my website are way better coaching than Scott ever paid any amount of money for to any other coach or you would. Um, and, you know, the the thing about not caring what people think, that's an important, very important. So uh, I want you to imagine, Scott, that I called you up and I said, hi, Scott, uh, my name is uh, – What? by the way, what company do you work for, Scott? I, I work for Remax. Okay, so if I called you, you were a homeowner, and I said, hi, Scott, my name is Bob Leffler. I'm a real estate agent, and uh, you don't know me, but um, I walked out of a restaurant – and looked down on the sidewalk, and there was a wallet there, and it happened to be your wallet. So I picked up your wallet. All your credit cards are in it. I found your phone number on your business card in your wallet, and uh, all your money. There was a bunch of cash in it. And by the way, Scott, did I catch you at a bad time, or do you have just a minute to talk to me? <laughs> I have a minute. To yeah, talk. you got all the time in the world to talk to me because I got something you want. So if you said, oh, no, I'm busy, I don't have time to talk to you, Bob, about my wallet and my credit cards and my cash, uh, I wouldn't care because it's not my wallet. I'm not going to lose any money if you never call me back, right? So the, the way to think about it is the people, you've got something they want or you don't. Now, Scott has an ability to sell houses for way more than they're worth that no non-fearless agent coaching student in his market has. So he's got their money when he calls them. So if he calls them up and they say, oh, no, I have a friend in the business, he knows he's going to get that listing. If they say, oh, uh, uh, I'm talking to a discount agent, Scott knows he's going to get that listing. As soon as they say something like that, he knows he's going to get the listing because he's got something that that other agent doesn't have. Um, And if they're not just insanely loyal to their friend that's an agent, which they almost never are, he's going to get that listing. So never care what people think of you. Never, ever care what people say to you or about you. Never, ever care what people do. It's none of your business. What they, th- what they do, what they think, what they say, that really isn't their business, your business. That's their business. Your business is to care very much what you say 
and to have the right words to say in any money-making situation you would ever encounter in real estate. And Scott has that. He is not going to get stumped when he's on the phone. He's not going to get stumped when he's in person. There's nothing anybody could could think of what he says that's going to affect him these days. He's bulletproof. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to go out of my way to offend you. That's not what I'm talking about. You're always going to be nice. Scott's always nice to people. But sometimes when big bucks are involved, people do say and think really stupid, harmful things. And they'll say things that aren't even nice. Uh, but Scott doesn't care because he's a fearless agent. So removing the fear that holds us back from earning our full worth in real estate is not caring. You know, kind of apathy is one of the secrets to success in life. I, I, people who care too much about every little thing, people are constantly looking for every opportunity to be offended by every little thing. Honestly, if you, do, if you carry that far enough, it becomes a mental illness, but it is the thing that causes call reluctance, causes people to not do their jobs. And, uh, you know, I was like, uh, I was watched the show Live PD. Have you ever watched that show, Scott? I, I, I've, I've seen it for a little bit, yeah. Or cops or something like that. So the, the police yeah, officers. Yeah, now, I, back in the old days when I was a scuzzball biker, the cops would literally beat you up. And, and But now they actually give customer service, so it's a different time. And I didn't I, – I always deserved it, by the way. But they take – you know, people spit on them. People yell horrible things at them, call them all kinds of names. Uh, and, and, and they never allow it to – they never get their feelings hurt. They don't get amped up over it. And, that, and that's kind of the way you have to be in sales because sometimes – in a house selling situation, the, the, the money is very big and money will cause people to do dishonest things. It will cause people to say mean things that they normally wouldn't say. Absolutely. They'll lie to you about their actual motivation. All that stuff happens. But if you're a fearless agent, that would none of that would ever affect you. So, um, you know, that's that's really the secret. So if somebody was considering becoming a fearless agent and they were on the fence, what would you tell them, Scott? Um. For one, I mean, you already know. I mean, that's why you're even thinking about it. I mean, you already know that whatever you're doing doesn't work. So, I mean, you have nothing to lose by trying it. I mean, you have everything to gain. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a fearless agent, and I advocate for Bob. And everything that I've learned from this point is only made me better agent. And it's up to me to be as strong as I want to be. I mean, I make the money that I want to make. And if you're not making the money that you want to make, then you need to reevaluate it. But if you're on the fence, you already know that it's the way to go because the other stuff doesn't work. It's, it doesn't work, and those agents don't stay in the mark in the in the business longer than two to three years. They always fail, and you're and you're probably the agent that's looking that's been doing it the other way for a year or two, and it's still not working. What did you do before real estate? I was an accountant for 15 years. And how much did you earn a year doing that? The most I had ever earned was $89,000 a year, so right before I quit. Which is not nothing. And I worked. You know, it was good money, but I was working, you know, salary, 60-plus hours a week. Yeah, you know, that that's an interesting thing. Real estate agents is the only group of people that make 
over $100,000 a year if they work net. You know, like you'd have to make $200,000 a year to net a hundred after the split and the write-offs and all that stuff. Uh, and they they think they can get away with working three days a week or calling two hours a day. But you 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 know anybody who makes ninety thousand as an accountant is working sixty hours a week, and that's probably the minimum. It's yeah, not at all uncommon exactly. to have a corporate job where you work 60 hours a week. So, um, in fact, all salary people, almost always, uh, hourly people are the only people in America that work 40 hours a week. Everybody else works more, except for realtors who are underperforming. So, um, once again, Scott, I want to thank you for joining us today. And please, for the rest of you, do visit us at fearlessagent.com. By the way, if you want to send your referrals to Scott Green in Denver, Aurora area in Colorado, you can call him toll-free day or night at 720-364-9248, and he will do a fantastic job for you. If you know a seller there that's a relative or friend of yours that wants to sell their house for way more than it's worth, he specializes in that exact thing. Or if you have a buyer that wants to get the perfect house, uh, you Again, call Scott Green, 720-364-9248. And uh, if you would like a complimentary coaching call with me, you can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes. Until next week, I want all of you to have fun, because I know Scott's going to. You're going to have fun, aren't you, Scott? Yeah, he's going to have fun. He's going to be humble. He has these amazing sales skills, uh, but he stays humble. And above all, until next week, everybody be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh.